Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sans Pants Radio, Australia's most American podcast network. Hey, what's Pac-Man, everybody? Welcome to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast, where today I watched Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling with my friend Daniel James Richardson. Daniel uses he, him pronouns. If you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons Podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant. My pronouns are she, her. And I'm here if you need to talk. I've chosen you for the specific task because I know that you know all the bullshit about wrestling, Daniel. Oh, all of the bullshit. And you picked a good time to cover a wrestling show as well um, because, like, with uh, WrestleMania coming up, we're technically on WWE's trademark Road to WrestleMania, as they like to remind you every 10 seconds of every episode of Raw. Um, And we're also just come off the Royal Rumble, which was amazing. One of the best they've had in possibly forever really 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 good rumble really amazing thing happened at it this is a cool story whether you know anything about wrestling or not okay i do not so i hope this is a cool story for me it is it is a genuinely cool story so here's where i go on my my mad passionate wrestling tangent do you know anything about the royal rumble do you know how the match works or anything is this the one with prince harry and and Meghan markle or is that something else that could be the royal rumble because of the way the royal rumble works so the royal rumble right is uh, it's it's the big big pay per view before WrestleMania. There are pay per views between this and WrestleMania, but this is the big one, and it decides the main event of WrestleMania. That's the whole crux of the Royal Rumble. So basically, what happens is um, two people enter the ring, and then every two minutes or every ninety seconds or whatever time other set after that, another person enters the ring until there's thirty entrants. And basically, the winner is the last person left in the ring. You have to throw everybody else out of the ring. And if you win, you are allowed to face the champion, and world champion, in the main event of WrestleMania. Did, did you say there's 30 people in the ring at the same time? There could in theory be, but oh, okay. there's normally a maximum of like 15 at most. Okay. I, I don't know what the most amount, because basically what happens is as people are getting in, People are being thrown out like it's an ongoing thing. So like, you know, by the time that number 17's entered, numbers like one through five and some random like nine or whatever, they have probably been thrown out at that point. So it's the the wrestlers pile in. But the, the, the big selling point of the Royal Rumble is that you have absolutely no idea bar like a handful of entrants who's going to be in it so it's always like a crazy big surprise right um and they always have like mad dog or rowdy wait he's dead um 
It could it was, be. Well, um, it was Rowdy Roddy Piper just a few years back. So they do shit like that where it's like, oh, I haven't seen this guy in like 20 years. And they'll have right. like the nostalgia pop, as they call it. But yes, Rowdy Roddy Piper is dead now. So I'd be very surprised if he showed up this time. One of the only wrestlers that I would really recognize. It's like Andre, Hulk, Roddy Rowdy Piper, because I watched They Live a lot. I don't know, Randy Savage? <laughs> Everybody, yeah, Randy Savage is the, the big other Just one. because of Spider-Man mainly, Bonesaw McGraw. Yes, what about Stone Cold? Stone Cold Steve Austin? And obviously The Rock. Everybody knows The Rock. Stone Cold, I guess. John Cena. Okay, I guess there's a lot of them, but not, not as many as there should be. Undertaker. I would, I would not yes. recognize The Undertaker. Also, you're talking off mic. You got to get up on the mic if you're going to talk to the mic. Or yell, Reed, just yell. Oh my god. My boyfriend has been shunned out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so this Royal Rumble, the whole thing is obviously, you know, you can get like surprise entrants and people you wouldn't expect to see and stuff. So anyway, um nine years ago, um there was this wrestler called Edge. Now Edge had this is, his this way is up the from guitar being... player from U2 or this is somebody else? This is somebody else. This okay, is, this is it's the not better the edge. edge. This is Edge. It's, it, no, no, this is the Edge. That other Edge is the imposter. I think they're both um, the Edge. <laughs> but anyway, so Edge is um, working his way up, and he becomes basically the main character of the show. He creates this persona, what he calls the rated R superstar. He right. becomes the most popular thing in the pro in the WWE programming at the time he main events WrestleMania he's having a whale of a time everybody loves him he's a really 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 good villain people love to hate him and uh unfortunately he um goes through some rough bumps across his career and these take a toll on his body um until one time he takes a bump on his neck and he's out for injury which he's been out for a couple of injuries at this point. And basically, it, the nine years ago, the doctors turn around and they tell him, like, mate, you're done. Like, you are never, ever, ever going to wrestle again. Like, right. I'm really sorry. And he came out and he did his retirement speech and he had to, like, say goodbye to everybody. And, you know, he ended on, like, the, the sentiment of, like, even though it's, you know, took all this toll on my neck and my body and stuff. He's like, if I could do it all again, I would in a heartbeat. You know, wrestling gave us my wife and in turn gave us my children. Wrestling gave us like the best times of my life. It gave us so many friends. It gave us a new family. And he just kind of said he's said his goodbyes. And unfortunately, like he had to leave. He's never, ever been in a ring ever since. And then at Royal Rumble... <laughs> Just gone, his fucking theme music hits and the entirety <laughs> of the and this massive sold out stadium go absolutely nuts. And the smoke picks up by the entrance ramp and he pours out and he comes through the smoke and he's there all this time, unbeknownst to anyone, he's been working his ass off with medical advancements and with his own like physiotherapy and stuff. He managed to finally get to a point where doctors have cleared him and he's healthy to make a comeback and uh he doesn't know how long he's gonna stick along but at least this time he's gonna he's gonna go out on his terms and i just think it's mint especially when you consider like his last words nine years ago before he left were like if i could do it all again i'd do it again in a heartbeat now he is getting to do it again and i think that's a cool story like regardless if you're into wrestling or i just think that's that's awesome 
Yeah, but is it as cool a story as the time that Hulk Hogan went to space to save a bunch of stranded astronauts? Because I kind of well, feel like in comparison to that, <laughs> the Edge is kind of a pussy. That's all I got to say. I mean... That is true. I mean, Hulk Hogan himself will tell you at the ends of episodes of Rock and Wrestling that there's nothing more exciting than Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. <laughs> and probably at the beginning, too. He, he's got little interstitials throughout the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love the um, I love the intro to the show as well, where it just paints him to be like this absolute messiah figure. You know, it's got that old theme in the background where it's like, Hulk. Yeah. Hulk, and all the kids are like following him and just touching him as he leads like this crowd of like Hulkamaniacs uh, through the streets of New York or somewhere. I don't know. I know nothing of American towns, but it looks like a big, big ass city. I mean, th- this show is so incredible just from the aspect of watching like this weird vanity project where every single episode has to be about how like Hulk Hogan is the greatest man that ever lived and all of his friends are the greatest friends that ever lived. And Rowdy Roddy Piper and all of his friends are a bunch of shitheads. They're going to fuck it up every time, you know? <laughs> like That was Hulk Hogan's entire career, though. Hulk Hogan's entire career was based around him telling you that he was the greatest person that ever lived. And occasionally the wrestling division that was booking him would agree with that and really force that message down your throat. Right. Which is hilarious because Hulk Hogan is famously, famously a massive shithead. <laughs> Well, I mean, and it's funny to see how, like, the 80s mythologized him into, like, this superhero, essentially, you know, with No Holds Barred, which is actually a movie that I really like. I don't know why I thought I knew nothing about Hulk, because I've seen No Holds Barred, which is a great documentary about his life. <laughs> yes. <and apps. laughs> about how wrestling is real and people that are trying to fake wrestling are actually evil and deserve to be fried alive in electrical circuits. Isn't the, like... Correct us if I'm wrong, because I get my Hulk Hogan movies mixed up. Because there's a surprising amount of them. Yeah. Is that the one where the dude shits his pants? Yes. And they have this, like, extended out gag where Hulk Hogan, like, <laughs> makes this horrible, contorted mess of a face and goes, Dookie! Yeah. In, like, that really dumb voice. Basically what happens is is he's beating up, like, 12 guys at one time with his bare hands, all these guys with guns. He's just beating them up. And he picks up the limo driver and he's like... <laughs> What's that smell? And the guy's like, And then he throws him into a wall. Oh, man. It's a great, great film. It's really worth your time. Um, But we're not talking about No Holds Barred. Today, we are talking about Hulk Hogan's Rockin' Wrestling from 1985, starring not Hulk Hogan. Starring none of the wrestlers. None of them show up. a single wrestler. Hulk Hogan here, played by Brad Garrett. (laughs) In, like, a first role, I think, uh, from Everybody Loves Raymond. Yeah, it's it's staggering. Um, I mean, me being, like, intimately familiar with the, the people they're based on, it is staggering how much they do not sound even remotely like their live-action counterparts. Rowdy Roddy Piper is... What the hell is going on there? <laughs> He's like Lucky the Leprechaun. Like, did Rowdy Rowdy Piper have an Irish accent in the 80s? Because I've only no. seen like him in movies. No, not not even slightly. Not even Scottish. I know his whole gimmick was like the, you know, he's, he's the... Oh, guy. Sc- he was Scottish like, and Irish. Was, I get mixed up. I'm sorry. Yeah, he was, he was hailed as being me. from Scotland. But like, he wasn't, he has no, no accent whatsoever. Like, well, an American accent or a Canadian accent. I can't remember. I am... Um, which one he's from but uh he's 
and he just sounds nothing like whatever this guy's doing. Yeah. It's, it's none of them do. Like, I, I didn't, I thought Andre the Giant just sounded, Andre the Giant sounded like, um, to me, someone doing an impression of what Andre the Giant would sound like if they'd only ever seen a picture of Andre the Giant. Right. They like, oh, he's big, so he must talk like this, that kind of thing. It's like, the dude was like, heavily heavily french accented and that did not come across from like this at all uh hulk hogan hulk hogan sort of kind of was probably the closest maybe he kind of sounds like hulk hogan but not really the others are just all over the place nobody sounds like anybody i mean i was really confused because we talked about this a little bit before we recorded but um i didn't know anything about wrestling at all like i honestly know nothing about wrestling and so i thought that junkyard dog was mr t and i was like what are they why does mr t keep talking about going back to the junkyard what the fuck is going on yeah easy mistake to make because uh mr t fought in um wrestlemania one i want to say something that i definitely knew about (laughs) yeah well to be fair like a lot of people associate him with you know early days wwf just through like pop cultural osmosis um and you know Lou Albano, who's who's actually in this. Like he he had like a whole thing with uh, Cindy Lauper, and he was in the video for like girls just want to have fun and stuff. Wrestling right. in the eighties was huge. Like it was everywhere. This cartoon is really wild because, like we were talking about earlier, it's definitely like an ego project. Like an episode that I watched, I had you watch one, but I watched like three or four, and one of them was like literally they're astronauts stranded in space they need the strongest men in the world to go up to space and break open this door so of course they bring in a bunch of professional wrestlers so they get like hulk and his crew and then they show up and roddy and his crew are all there and they're like what you're not going to space i'm going to space and they kind of all (laughs) duke it out and then in the end it ends up being hulk hogan and the russian guy and it it ends up being like this weird like cold war thing (laughs) Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's legit. That's legit. Like they did that sort of narrative so much in the eighties. Like in wrestling, always, you know. Oh, for sure, oh. for sure. Hulk Hogan's theme, like his theme music, used to be like the intro music to this show. Right. Um. It, they changed it to "I Am a Real American," and his whole gimmick was, you know, coming out waving the flag, and then he like leg drop you know the nearest russian and or <laughs> arabian and right. or like it was just like nearest available foreigner and then like when they ran out of foreigners they had this uh, <laughs> i kind of this is hilarious like i'm struggling to even say it so they have this guy sergeant slaughter who was one of hulk hogan's you know good guy buddies uh-huh. um, and his name was sergeant slaughter Sergeant Slaughter. And he was a good guy. Okay. He was a good guy. And his whole gimmick was that he was like an army sergeant, you know, take no prisoners, real American hero, you know, he'd come out in like the combat boots and tear and hurt and all that stuff. Right. And uh, when, when they wanted Hulk Hogan to feud with Sergeant Slaughter, because Hulk Hogan was the biggest star, they were like, well, he has to be the good guy, but we can't sell this narrative that hulk hogan is the bigger american hero than the <laughs> than guy the who is hero. actually right. you know the american hero 
so they made Sergeant Slaughter an Iraqi sympathizer. Uh-huh. That was his that was his heel turn. And he was like, yeah, he was like all of you know, on the side of the Iraq war and stuff. And uh, you know, there was like the doc had pictures of him with like <laughs> war generals and leaders and stuff and oh my God. you know, and him just shaking hands and yeah, and he and he turned his back on his country in America and and then Hulk Hogan had the leg drop the sense back into him, you know? Oh, so in the end, he he did love America again because Hulk slammed him so hard. I don't know because I did not follow that storyline to its completion, being okay. that A, I was born after it, and B, Jesus Christ, am I not watching that from start <laughs> to finish? But I know that Sergeant Slaughter did end up face again, face being meaning good guy in this sense. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure if that was just kind of like, as a result of nostalgia, because that's quite a common thing in wrestling. Like somebody who's like a big bad villain kind of goes away for a while and then he'll come back and they'll be like, oh, we remember that guy. We love that guy. And then he's literally becomes a good guy just by association of nostalgia. Yeah. I mean, that episode was really insane because it was Hulk Hogan and Nikolai and space. And they basically sent up Nikolai because he's strong but like literally, basically, they have like a competition where like the whole gang has to go do all of these NASA tests. Of course. And Nikolai, when they send him in there, it's him against like Captain Lou, I think. And they have like a bunch of blocks that they have to put into holes and like neither of them can do it. And then somehow Nikolai still gets selected for the astronaut mission. So <laughs> so basically, as Hulk and Nikolai are about to go up into space with a manned mission with a bunch of astronauts to fly the shuttle so that they can go up there and do their strong guy thing. Roddy Piper and one of his friends goes in and they kidnap the astronauts that were supposed to pilot the shuttle and then it's just Hulk and Nikolai. And like Nikolai is like in the background, like eating food and like making a mess out of the shuttle while Hulk like pilots the entire thing by himself, a fucking NASA shuttle. Nikolai like fucks it up and goes flying off into space. Hulk saves him and then saves the day. And they get back down to Earth and Nikolai was like talking about how he saved the day and stuff. And it's like, okay, I get like the Cold War narrative here. This is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, this show's incredible. It's it's something. I'd always intended to watch it because I always knew it was a thing. Um, I think I was talking to you before the podcast was on. Like It used to actually be on WWE Network, um, and then they took it off after the whole uh, Gorka Hulk Hogan thing. Um, so I never got to watch it, but I always like it was always one of those things of like, oh, I need to put one afternoon aside and watch that. And uh, when I actually sat down to watch one of these episodes, I was like, wow, this is somehow both worse and better than I could ever have imagined. Right, it definitely toes that line. Yeah, I, I love like the really transparent merchandise in attempts. I mean, wrestling already is kind of that anyway, but like they just give them all like these ridiculously overly complicated muscle cars and monster trucks and stuff. And they're just there. Like at least in the episode I saw, they're like, they're not relevant at all. It's just everybody gets a themed car, like just so can sell that, you know? So you just watched the one episode that I assigned to you or did you watch a couple? No, no, I just saw that one. But like, it's enough to go on because there was the two episodes in that one episode. Um, and, and one of them with Andre the Giant taking over a bakery was like, what? What yeah. is this? <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that one first because that was pretty good. Uh, basically, Andre the Giant's mom is coming to town and he's never told her before that he's a wrestler and so when she comes to town, for some reason, she's never expressed his interest in wrestling or anything like that. He's just like, 
oh, my mom's coming to town. I need to uh, do something else. And they're like, well, let's make you a French pastry chef, brother. <laughs> yeah, specifically French pastry as well, because his mom likes French pastry. Yeah. And they just like go down the road and, and literally steal a French pastry baker's. And they're just like, this is ours now. They like bust into his shop and he's like, uh, no, you can't take over my shop for the day. And then they all just like flex their muscles and he's like, oh, bye. And he runs out the window. (laughs) It's like, Jesus Christ, this is intimidation tactics. This is horrible. Yeah. Like one, right? Yeah. Like you say, his mom's never said like, oh, don't become a wrestler. Like I'm worried for your safety. And in fact, she fucking loves wrestling. (laughs) Yeah. But also like, how does she not know he's a wrestler? How? When all of his friends are clearly wrestlers. Yes. It's literally like, why does she think he's hanging around with Hulk fucking Hogan? Like, why is Hulk Hogan picking her up from the airport? Would you not at that point be like, hold up. Wait, right. Why, why are you associated with my son? And it's not like he's turning up in civilian gear because at all times in this show, Hulk Hogan is fully kitted out in his ring gear. You know, the little like short like little sports trunks and you know the athletic vest thing like the people they're just walking around like that just like whenever the chill like they don't ever change it's hilarious head over to hulu this march where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long catch the acclaimed movie all of us strangers starring paul muscal and andrew scott Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also, small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to LinkedIn.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it is kind of insane that the president of the United States knows him as the Hulkster, but Andre the Giant's mom has never even heard of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> like, it, you, yeah. you would think in this in this weird world that they've created where he is the most famous man in the world that everybody would know the Hulkster. But she doesn't realize that Andre's a wrestler. She comes to to his shop where they're like trying to bake her a cake and somehow it just like takes over the entire shop, like just like dough that seems anthropomorphized. Like it seems to yeah. be alive. And then like <laughs> Jimmy Superfly Snooker, known murderer, um, jumps in it and does his like finishing move, like the, the Superfly splash. And you just like, you know, you're just taken back at like, hang on, what the hell am I watching? <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, well, at the time, I can only assume that he was not a known murderer. I can only assume that he was just a regular unknown murderer because I don't know anything about this guy. <laughs> um, it's one of those like he's like not to go too much into this because this is obviously pretty grim, but he's one of those like he was never found guilty, but you know neither was OJ. That's all I'm saying. Like right. it's 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 a that kind of thing. Like this guy probably did it. But anyway, okay. Um. There's so much of it's like aged really badly because like so much of that cast is like most of it on the the faces like on the good guy side as well are like really <laughs> really awful people. <laughs> like Roddy Piper was a sound dude. Roddy Piper was a lovely guy by yeah, all as far accounts. as I like, know. Nobody's had, nobody's had anything bad to say about Roddy Piper. He was a very nice guy. But like Hulk Hogan, Jimmy Snooker, um, who else was on the good guy side? Uh, Matt, Mad Dog. Junkyard Dog. Uh, yeah, Junkyard Dog. I don't know these things. Oh, the um, Fabulous Moolah was on the bad guy side. She's awful. She turned out to basically be like a pimp um, oh, no. who was like engaging in trafficking. And it's like really weird with like the knowledge of this hindsight. Right. And then you're just watching them do like enter like a strong woman competition and go to space and play with yeah, a fucking genie. And, like, and you're like, okay, guys. Like goofy fun with Ted Bundy kind of like variety. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's like that kind of thing. It's 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 very surreal. It's like it's aged so poorly. Yeah, I mean, the bakery subplot is so incredible how it wraps up because as all of these wrestlers are like trying to wrestle down all of this anthropomorphized dough, I thought it was going to like go out and take over the city and they were going to have to like Godzilla style fight a giant dough kaiju. Not where it goes. No, where it goes, it, it just completely pulls it out of its ass and just is like, this is what's happening now. Yeah. <laughs> and like... Somebody comes in and tries to rob the bakery, basically sees all the professional wrestlers around and is like, I'm still doing this. Like, I don't think he has a gun, does he? No, no, because, you know, like, they're not going to show the gun in the kids show. Yeah. So, like, this guy, and it's literally, like, 10 seconds from the end. Like, this is never, like, foreshadowed, you know, you know, you don't never no. see him, like, plotting to rob it in the background. It's just, like, you know, it's not, like, a known bakery that makes lots of money and it might attract it that way. It's just, like, yeah, Andre the Giant becomes a baker for 20 minutes and then in the last minute, some dude walks in and is like, nobody move, this is a stick-up. Right. And then, he, and then his mom just wrestles, like, Andre's mom just wrestles the dude, gets him in what looks like the walls of Jericho, which wasn't a move that had been invented at that point. Um, and it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm actually been learning wrestling at the women's school. And they're all oh like, God. oh, and we spent this whole time pretending Andre was a pastry chef. Wah, wah, wah. Like what? 
So that's good. I, I'm kind of shocked, though, that she didn't actually get to join the WWF at the time, like that they didn't bring in an old lady to play Andre's mom. <laughs> but maybe they did. I don't know these things. There have been old ladies brought in to play people's moms before, but not Andre the Giant, I don't think. Okay. Although they did do this, they did, they did do this thing that's kind of funny, where they had some guy uh, who who now is the Big Show, like also incredibly famous now, but at the time he was like a nobody. So um, Hulk Hogan left WWE uh, at the time WWF to go to a rival company called WCW, and they put him in a rivalry, and they were just like. Ah, this dude's really big. Let's call him the Giant. And he's kind of as big as Andre the Giant. Let's say he's Andre the Giant's son. He had no relation to Andre the Giant, this guy. Like, none whatsoever. Right. But, like, they had this whole storyline of, like, I'm going to fight you to avenge my father. (laughs) Was this after Andre died? Because I don't know how long when he died. Uh, I I think it was before he died. I'm not sure. Okay. The other part of the episode that we watched was called clean gene it was about gene who i assume is like the the ref he's a ring announcer he's, okay. a, he's a ring announcer and like a backstage interviewer and um like if you're not in the know um like i suppose that sounds like kind of a minor role but like me and gene oakland actually played like a hugely significant role in like 80s wrestling because he um he was a a, a great sort of straight man for the, the wrestlers to bounce off and he knew right. just how to get like the best character out of them. So like he became kind of a fan favorite, uh, hence the nickname. You know, he was just Gene Oakland, but he became such a like big name. He, he kind of ended up taking on his own his own alias and that was Mean Gene Oakland. And, you know, Mean Gene would always interview the wrestlers backstage. And uh, him interviewing Randy Savage was just, oh, some of the greatest stuff you'll ever see in your life. Anytime those two were on screen was just an absolute gem. Uh, so yeah, he played that kind of role, and uh, he, he was good friends with like a lot of the wrestlers, and uh, yeah, he, he was a big enough name to be in this, obviously. Yeah, he's in like every episode of this show. I kind of feel like he was involved in a larger capacity <laughs> that allowed him to be like a main character. Somehow he just like always pops up. They're like in space, and he's like, "Mean Gene Okerlund here, and I got the scoop." Do, do you know? I've just realized as well. Do you know what's really, really funny to me? None of the wrestlers in this show ever wrestle Mm-mm. no they don't they wrestle they do wrestle like the dough at one yeah point. but like that like because there's a bit there's a bit in the um the clean gene one so the plot of clean gene uh for those listening is gene Oakland has to go announce a match in canada and he's like oh i wish i didn't have to go because i've got to clean my house and hulk hogan being all american good guy that he is uh is all like hey Let's clean Mean Gene's house because that'll be a, a cool surprise for him to come back to. Yeah, it's kind of incredible how he says it where he's like, oh, I just bought this house over at 863 Oakland Drive or whatever it is. Yeah. He just like <laughs> says off the address. And I was like, that was weird. And then 10 seconds later, they're like, you just told us the address. And I'm like, OK, that makes sense, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so the, the plan is they go and clean this house. But what struck me when I was first watching the episode is like Mean Gene's like, oh yeah, I gotta go announce this match in Canada, and I'm I'm thinking, who for? All the wrestlers are here. Like, <laughs> why aren't they going with you? Like, when do these guys wrestle? Like, it, it is it is weird because it's 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 completely tangential that any of these guys are wrestlers. Like, it's the rock and wrestling show, but they might as well be you know Captain Planet's team or whatever for like 
there's seemingly never any like nod to wrestling other than like, yep, these are the guys you see on TV. They're not going to wrestle. Yeah. <laughs> or mention wrestling or ever be seen in the ring, but they're definitely wrestlers because you know they are. Like, that's it. And I guess that that makes sense in a way of being like, these are the good guys and these are the bad guys. But like, it's really stupid. Like, they don't ever it's wrestle. So stupid. They do like strong woman competitions in one episode. And, but usually they're like hanging out with a genie or going to space or <laughs> yeah. like Captain Lou did an episode where he was doing a crash diet where he had to lose 40 pounds in 10 days. So he could weigh in for a match. And it's like, well, this is really stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> it just means nothing. So so basically, they go over to Gene's house so they can try and clean up his mansion. They break in. Like, Junkyard Dog is like, yeah, I got my skeleton key on me. My Junkyard skeleton key. Yeah. <laughs> he just pulls that out of nowhere. And breaks into his house. And then Roddy and his crew literally just, like, kick the door down. Like Hulk and the crew are trying to clean up the place, but Roddy and his crew are trying to make a mess of it and just keep like busting through the walls and like making a mess and eating all his food and destroying his his giant mansion. And it's like, what? He's just going to come home and see you guys completely wrecking his house. Like, what the fuck? It's, it, it is ridiculous. It's even more ridiculous um, when the reveal pretty much what you just said was happening, but it's not mean gene's house right he's like yeah i'm at 836 not 863 and they're like whose house is this then and it's just a random ass policeman and roddy pipe i was like oh no i mean it's basically he says that he's the chief of police and then he chases off roddy and his crew with like a nightstick and it's like guess what dude junkyard dog and and all of them still broke into your house like <laughs> yeah. before roddy and them did it he did it so like I don't know. I guess all of WWF is being incarcerated for life. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's well, it, they're the bad guys, so he knows to chase them because he yeah. recognizes them from TV, <laughs> and they're all the heels. So he knows Hulk Hogan and Junkyard Dog and all the boys. They they're the goodies. They don't do this shit. Mm-hmm. Even though they did do it. Yeah, what's funny actually is that doesn't even make sense. You know, to just have the wrestlers, just so you can kind of clearly define. They're the bad guys and these are the good guys. Because I happen to know that this show, obviously, like, animation takes so long to do that they couldn't keep up with current WWF storylines going on at the time. So, like, Rowdy Roddy Piper is, like, the villain for this show's whole run. He's, like, the main villain. But, like, within, like, a few months of it starting, he was a good guy again in, like, the real show. And then Andre the Giant, who's one of the good guys, is a good guy throughout the whole of rock and wrestling. But he, like, very, very famously turned heel and betrayed Hulk Hogan. And, you know, they were best friends and then had, like, this monumental huge match at WrestleMania 3 that's, like, one of the most iconic things in all of wrestling. And, like, that was going on while he's being, you know, the dastardly villain on TV. And then the kids are watching the same show where him and Hulk Hogan are best mates and they're driving around and going to space. I don't know, man. I mean, it's got to be... There's a lot of twists and turns in wrestling. It's not like you can alert the animation crew of everything that's going to happen in the next nine months. I assume they write it the day of. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it's it's still, like, funny to think. As a kid who was very much into the whole good guys, bad guys dynamic, that would have thrown me. Like, if I was watching this show, I'd have been like, why is Roddy Mean still on, like, the TV? And, like, why is, why is Andre all nice when he's, like, a bad guy on telly? Like... It, 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 it's it's weird that they chose with the animation to make that distinction rather than just have like a cycle of wrestlers almost you know what i mean like 
because there's more wrestlers than just those guys. Like, have Hulk be the consistent one and then have, like, a bunch of different people kind of appear in the show and then you kind of get away with that. Yeah, but I guess that if you if you keep in the same crew all the time, then you can sell more toys. And that's really what they were going for with this. Like, it's all about merchandising, and that's all that really matters. That's fair. That's true. One of the other episodes that I watched, basically, was... I only got to watch half of it, because in the second half, the audio cut out, and I couldn't find another version online. <laughs> but I kind of got the gist of it. Basically, Captain Wu, it's like his birthday, and nobody's throwing him a birthday party, and, and Hulk is like, we gotta get down to the gym, brother. We gotta go work out. And he's like, oh, I guess, okay. So he goes down to the gym, and it turns out they did actually remember his birthday, and they throw him a party. And Wendy gives him a lamp that she's like, oh, I don't know, I found this old lamp at a garage sale. And he rubs it, and a genie comes out. And is like, yeah, I'll give you three wishes. It's just kind of an incompetent, like, bumbling genie. Like, it can't, it doesn't give him wrong wishes on purpose. It just kind of does it on accident. And his wishes are so insane. First of all, he wishes for a giant pizza. (laughs) It's like, okay, so he goes outside and the Leaning Tower of Pisa is out there and they're like, get rid of this thing. And the genie's like, okay. And then he wishes for rubber bands because I guess that Captain Wu's thing is that rubber bands, he likes them. Yeah, he had like rubber bands in his face and stuff. And so that's a weird thing to wish for. And the genie turns him into a giant rubber band and he's like, oh, this isn't what I wanted. And he's like, okay, I guess I'll turn you back. And then he wishes for the genie to clean up his birthday party. And I'm like, dude, where is like the cure world hunger, cure, I don't know, in the middle of the AIDS epidemic? Like fucking do something for humanity. Jesus. I mean, even like, even even outside of, you know, the the humanity thing, those are just some lame ass wishes. Like, oh, I want a giant like, pizza. I want rubber bands. Okay, dude, what the fuck are you talking about? I mean, the, the, they do this same like premise in SpongeBob, but like they give those wishes and it's a punchline. You know what I mean? Like the like can wish for anything, and like I think Patrick wishes for like a hot dog, and Squidward's like, "What are you doing?" Right? You know what I mean, like that's dumb as shit. <laughs> like it's it's a punchline to wish for something that stupid. But I guess that's like Lou's character is like dopey, and oh, I'm I'm just the fat one, I guess. Right, but that's the thing is that it's not played as a bit here. Like it's just literally like, oh, good wish for the giant pizza, man. I want some pizza right now. And it's like, what? <laughs> and so then and so then the genie's like, they're like, why don't you hang out with us forever? And he's like, well, I can only get out of the lamp if somebody else gets trapped in there. So immediately after he says that, Wendy is like, oh, I wish I could see what it looked like inside that lamp. <laughs> Amazing. She gets trapped inside the lamp. And then immediately, like you just see like a car drive by outside. And then it just like drives by. It barely even stops outside their their gym where they were at. And they're like, wait, they stole the lamp. <laughs> I'm like, you didn't even fucking animate like somebody run through and stealing the lamp. There's quite a lot of like lazy animation and stuff. Like I, I know oh, it's horrible. Um, I noticed there was a bit in the episode I saw where like Jimmy Snooker jumps and like falls flat on his face. Right. On like hard floor and there's just no sound effect whatsoever there's like the animation of a sound effect you know there's like those spark lines from the impact mm-hmm. but it's just it's like just total silence i was like oh, oh that's awkward <laughs> it feels very odd yeah why didn't he just slam his hand down on the mat you know that's something i know about wrestling <laughs> so then i watched captain lou's crash diet uh, which is an episode where he has to lose 40 pounds in 10 days. And the Hulk is basically like immediately like, 
well, that doesn't sound too hard. Like, of course, of course. No, no, it's hard for him. Nothing for Hulk Hogan. What's weird as well is that's like a really dumb premise because wrestling is one of the only, you know, quote unquote combat sports that does not have weigh-ins at all. There is no weight division. I mean, there's weight divisions in that there's the heavyweight belt, but like anyone can win it. Like it doesn't have to be the big guys. And why would he need to lose weight? Like the heavyweight belt has no upper limit whatsoever. Like literally the heavier he is, the better. Right. But I suppose they needed a plot. Yeah, and it was fairly ridiculous. Like, the whole episode is, like, everybody telling him how they lose weight. And it's like the Hulk takes him... I don't know why I keep calling him the Hulk. The Hulkster takes him on a run through the park, <laughs> like, holding weights. And instead of that, he, like, throws the weights in a trash can and gets a bunch of ice cream cones. And then, like, you know, Andre the Giant is like, oh, when I wanted to lose weight, I would just cut my diet in half. And then gives him half of an Andre-sized meal. And he's like, that's more food than I usually eat. But if you say it works... And then, like, Junkyard uh, Dog, like, makes him clean up the junkyard. And then in the end, he was the same way. And he was like, wait a minute, I'll throw these out. He's got, like, a bunch of sandwiches in his pocket. And he's just got, uh, like, 40 pounds worth of food on his person. I'm like... <laughs> of course he does. Of course he does. This show's so ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, I think it was fairly successful. The show? Um, probably just off the... Yeah, probably just off the basis of, like, how successful wrestling was at the time. But, like, I don't know who was watching this. Like, because even the kid fans, you know, why wouldn't you just watch wrestling? And I know it's like, you know, you're it's seeing them in cartoon form and stuff, but it's so far removed from the thing you watch them for that it's it's weird to me. Like, you know, at least when they do the wrestling cartoons now, like Scooby-Doo uh, at WrestleMania, right. I can see, like, where the wrestling part is and how, like, young wrestling fans would enjoy it and they've got like the proper voices in and stuff but that one's just like it's just odd it's just a a, a weirdly cheap and reskinned captain planet it's just <laughs> them just getting up their adventures well i mean whenever they do like a live action interstitial where it's like captain lou did one about like a food psa or something like that you're like, oh, I can see why they wouldn't cast these people to play themselves because they all sound terrible. Like the real people would not be able to enunciate enough to be understood in cartoon form, except for like, I guess, like Hulk and probably Roddy. I don't know. Like, I know they're all actors, but but they don't work in just their voices, you know? Hulk, Roddy, Macho Man definitely would. Was Macho Man like a part of the whole deal at this time and he just wasn't a part oh, of the yeah, show. Oh yeah, yeah, ma- ma- macho is macho is big. It might I mean it might have been this this show might have came out just before he kind of really hit the scene or like was a mega star, but like mm-hmm. he was, you know, very much like him and I mean him and Hulk were the mega powers. Like that was like the big thing when like the two biggest names in the company joined forces. Right. Um they did actually want them to get the to voice their own characters, but they chose not to just because of that heavy like traveling schedules so they're kind of all over the place and hard to pin down but what struck me as really odd is um not only did the people the cast not really sound like them they didn't imitate like any of the mannerisms like you said before hulk said to lou albano like oh you gotta go to the gym brother in the episode i watched hulk hogan never once said brother yeah that's true like (laughs) i hear hulk hogan talk and he doesn't ever say a sentence without saying the word brother never mind a whole 20 minutes he he does say dude a lot in the show though he's like we gotta get these dudes out of here we gotta save those dudes even when he's like talking about astronauts <laughs> yeah of course 
So that's pretty fun. Like, I think that he calls the president of the United States dude and the president calls him the Hulkster. So that's pretty fun. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> the last episode that I watched was called Muscle Madness. And basically, Wendy and Moolah go up against each other in like a strong woman competition. And like Moolah doesn't want to do any work. So instead, they slice her arms open and they put balloons in there and they inflate inflate them. And then when she's doing the weightlifting competition, they use a giant magnet to make it easier. <laughs> They slice her arms open. Yes. Without anesthetic seemingly. How does that work? I don't know. They like put balloons inside of her, under her skin. And then she's like, that didn't do anything. And they're like, just watch. So they start blowing on the little inflatable part and her arms get bigger. I'm like, ugh. And then as she's doing the competition, her arms pop open. It's really mortifying. I did not like that it. That is weird yeah that is that that's taking us back a little bit i'm gonna need to watch that episode to see like exactly how this goes down because that is that is odd yeah and it's kind of incredible like she's like cheating at the competition by using a magnet to make it easier for her to pick up the 275 pound weight but to make it harder for wendy that guy like pulls the magnet the wrong way and it goes over the the judge and then they're like, oh, mm. Moolah, pick up the weight again to save the judge. And she can't do it, but Wendy can. So Wendy saves the day and wins the competition. And it's like, Amazing. I get that they want to make good guys and bad guys and make that distinction. But the fact that they make the good guys so incredibly competent and the bad guys so incredibly incompetent is so ridiculous in this show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's just, again, though, that's just like, I, I, I bet that was to do with like Hulk Hogan's Brandon. Yeah, his that was ego. like him at the time. Right. That was him at the time, like 100%. It was like, it wasn't on, like, not only could he not lose, he had to look good in winning. Like, right. you know, he wasn't allowed to get beat up. He wasn't allowed to, like, make the other person look good. It was very much like, he's going to go in there, you'll throw a punch at him, but he just won't feel a thing because he's so strong. Right. And then he did his whole Hulk up dance where he'd like flex his muscles and get vicious and then just like absolutely annihilate the other person. And yay, Hulk Hogan wins and sells a lot of toys again. Yeah, the whole thing is fairly ridiculous, but I loved it. I I would recommend watching, if you're going to watch another episode, Daniel, do the Muscle Madness one. Uh, well, definitely, because I need to see this whole thing with Moolah. Yeah, it was it was pretty mortifying. I did not like it. Oh, and the, the space episode. Watch uh, Muscle Madness and The Wrong Stuff. The Wrong Stuff was a real highlight for me. Just like Hulk Hogan awesome. rocketing his way through space to save the day. And then the president calls him the Hulkster. I was very throttled about that. The, the thing is, right, I can guarantee there'll be more ridiculous Hulk Hogan media out there because like... Oh my god! There's some there's some absolute madness. Like it, it, in terms of like the toys and stuff, there was like ridiculous things out there. But like he's starting like commercials for yeah. He, he, Gremlins he, he two, was the so, new batch. Yeah, Gremlins two. He appears. You know, he, he appeared in that like Leslie Nielsen spy film as like cameo. There's like a bit where he's like fighting the villain and he just tags in Hulk Hogan all of a sudden. There's so many ridiculous shit just out there with him, his name attached to it. And then, like, if you get into, like, the commercials and stuff, there's, like, someone dug up the other day, he has Hulk Hogan selling oil in um, Saudi Arabia for, like, oh a, a petrol company. And it's just him um, just flexing, and he's just, like, dubbed in Saudi Arabian's, like, native language or whatever. And, yeah, it's just him, like, selling oil and it's just like how the hell did you pop up here you know what i mean like you're everywhere Mm -hmm. would you recommend people watch this show no (laughs) that's fair Um, do you think it's just too problematic with all the murderers and and pimps and bad people walking around or what 
that that definitely doesn't uh, help it hold up at all. Um, but I also think I think I think it's interesting. And if you're into wrestling, it's like it's well worth watching. Is like this kind of like weird artifact of like wrestling at its biggest pop cultural os- osmosis um, up until like the '90s Attitude Era. If like that cartoon was made now, it'd be like way edgier. Even in today's like PG WWE era, right. like nothing's that nothing's that squeaky clean cut anymore. And it's interesting to uh, go back to that time where it was just like the Americans are the goodies and the foreigners are the baddies and the goodies are so, so good and nothing can get them down and the baddies are like, oh, they're so, you know, pie in face kind of like, I'll teach them baddies, you know, like that kind of dynamic. It is interesting. It's it's a hell of an artifact and I'm glad I watched it and I will probably watch more of it. But could I recommend it? (laughs) Probably not. It's really, really poorly animated. Very transparently slapped together with you know voice actors that don't sound anything like the counterparts right scripts that don't read anything like those characters voices characters not acting like any other characters apart from hulk hogan who in the show is just perfect of everything much as he was trying to sell himself on on tv at, at the time uh but yeah it's 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 it's, it's a weird weird thing it's it's this strange little treasure that's worth looking at once but yeah i can't recommend it yeah, I, I would say the same. I would say check out the episode The Wrong Stuff. The space one is sort of just like a a great piece of 80s animated American exceptionalism and yeah, just ego yeah. from Hulk Hogan. So that's sort of fun. Aside from that, the whole thing is not as ridiculous as you'd like it to be. You know, like I would hope that there was like a bunch more cameos them fighting vampires and stuff like that but it never really goes to that sort of extreme yeah like they they should be like you know being called in by the army when they're pinned down by a tank and like hulk hogan has to like tear off the turret of a tank like that's what i want right but yeah it was fun talking to you today daniel where can people find you online uh, at Geekygoss TV on Twitter, Geekygoss TV on YouTube, and Geekygoss TV on Instagram. Very easy to find. Same name in all three places. Great. And I'm on Twitter at StopTweetingMia. Thank you for listening to the Cynical Cartoons podcast for another week. And as always, I'm your host, Mia Marchant, and I'm here if you need to talk. Well, Hulk, as long as you like to meet and greet fans across the country and around the world, I wonder if I could prevail upon you to meet some members of my family. I would love to meet your family. When can I meet them, Gino? Right now. Come on in. This is my mother, Jean. Oh. Hulk Hogan. Come on in, my lovely wife, Jeannie. Beautiful. Good to see you again. It's been a while. And this is my daughter, Bobby Jean. Hello. And this is my son, Mean Gene Jr. <laughs>